It's a wonderful thing Christ has done for us. His plan is certainly perfect, and it's more marvelous than I could ever hope to convey. Um, I think his plan is more marvelous than we even understand. And when we catch the glimpses of the beauty of Christ, they are simply that. They're glimpses. Someday we're going to see him, though, face to face. Stay faithful in this life. So that is your opportunity to see him someday. What a glorious thought. One of the beautiful things about the way of Christ and about his plan is his church. It's a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing. I like getting thumbs up for that. The church is glorious. It's it's wonderful. And if there are ever things, and you'll meet people who are prone to, I don't don't want the church, you know. I believe in Jesus. I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. I don't go to church. You know, a lot of times church can really backfire when people when people do things wrong and since we are people we don't always get things right uh i was speaking with somebody uh, just last week and they were talking about something that a religious figure a authority figure in a church had said to them and it just sent them far away from church and I told him the truth. I said, yeah, I say dumb things too sometimes. But don't let that take you away from Jesus. And the beautiful thing is, if you want to get to know Jesus, you certainly got to study his word. You can't just make Jesus into something you want him to be. And more than even studying his word, you start studying his word together with other believers and you start getting glimpses a little more accurately of who Jesus is. So I encourage you today to think highly of Christ Jesus and also respect his plan. And his plan is for us all to be one body, one church. When Christians become one with Christ, the many become one body. And we are the body of Christ. But there are forces that seek to pull us apart, seek to create division, keep us from being strong. Keep us from being the witness that we are really supposed to be in this world. So we're going to study 1 Corinthians chapter 10 today. We're going to look at the passage that I've already mentioned. It's been read twice in our, in our assembly already today. 1 Corinthians 10, we're going to look at verse number 16. 1 Corinthians 10, 16. Listen to this passage. Is not the cup of blessing which we bless, sharing in the blood of Christ? Is not the bread which we break, a sharing in the body of Christ? And it's from this passage, if you look up the King James Version, it refers to this idea of sharing, as I read in mine, or participation, as you might have in some of your translations. King James has communion. 
And in the word communion, you hear community, you hear common, commonality. The word communion is a reference to this participation, this sharing, this fellowship that we have in Christ. We participate in Christ. We participate together. It's a joint participation. We are in this together. And our togetherness to believers anywhere and everywhere, there are believers on this day as the sun rises and sets and makes its way across the sky from east to west, this first day of the week called the Lord's Day because on the Lord's Day we partake of the Lord's Supper. We remember Jesus. This is the day that he rose from the dead. We remember him. We remember his sacrifice. We remember his resurrection because it's Sunday. So all across the world, throughout the day and as time goes on, and we're in the eastern zone, it won't be long that by the time it gets things get to the western time zone, you know, people will be taking this a little bit later, but all through the day, people partake of this feast, a very simple feast. But all those who partake of this one bread and this one cup are participating together in Christ Jesus. We're united in him. We may be divided by space, by time. We may be divided even in our local congregation. We're divided uh, from those who are gathered in person and those who are separate from us and watching or listening online. There are things that separate us Physically, but in Christ, we are one. And those who participate in this feast are one. We have communion. We share together Christ. He is ours. We abide in Him. John six fifty six is where Jesus said, He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me. And I in him. So as we all come together in Christ, we're all united in him. The cup and the bread represent our fellowship with Jesus. And our fellowship with one another. It's very meaningful. And what I mentioned here is just part of the meaning of this whole feast that we partake of. Now on to verse 17. Verse 17 says, since there is one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. Again here, it's just this participation. Since Christians uh, join together in this feast and they're united in Christ, therefore we are one together. We are united in Jesus. And if you look in the bulletin, um, a very simple picture which amazingly took me a long time to create. <laughs> oh, the joys of not uh, being very computer savvy. Um, but all these little smiles around the central figure, who I happen to find a halo, forgive me if that's uh, not the correct way to designate that that's Christ, but I thought it'd work. He's the only one who is perfect, saintly, 
But when we see Jesus and we come together, we get united to Christ, you notice that we're all coming to the same place. We are all going to Him. We're in different places, different. We live in different locations. We're all different people. We're individuals. But in Christ, we come together. That's why those arrows point to that central figure. We're all drawn to Him. We all come to Him. We are all close to Him. We are His church. We've been called out from the world and come together to the Holy One. And we're made holy in Him. So in a sense, we all can have those halos, that figurative um, emblem of holiness and perfection and godliness. In Christ, we have that. We come together in Him. We are united in Him. We are one body. In this passage, verses 16 and 17, about this unity, it's in a context, though. So I want to back up to verse 14. Verse 14 says, Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. I speak as to wise men. You judge what I say. So he's saying, oh, I want you guys to listen. Pay attention. You guys really think about what I'm saying. Be wise and hear what I'm talking about. And the context is fleeing from idolatry. The Christians in Corinth were messing up this unity in Christ because they were participating with idols through the eating of meat sacrificed to the idols. Now, there's a little bit of this if you read through chapter 10. It's a little bit of, well, maybe it's just the sense that they were participating. It's just this this image that they were, were portraying that as, as others saw them eating meat, it was really eating the meat's really nothing. Eating, because a set, an idol is nothing. But when others saw them eating this meat, they, and then they could look at them, non-Christians could look at them, or even Christians could say, well, they're participating with idols. They're eating that meat that was sacrificed to an idol. So there was a problem that they were messing up because instead of saying that they were one in Christ, it looked like, well, these guys are trying to be one with Christ and one with idols. Their, uh, their loyalty is divided. That was the image that was being cast. Verses, read verses with me, uh, 20 and 21. He says, No, but I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice... They sacrifice to demons and not to God. And I do not want you to become sharers. Pause. I don't want you to commune. I don't want you to participate in demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Now that's pretty straightforward. We wouldn't, who would say it would be fine to have a table of the Lord right here before us? That's what we have. That's what this represents. This is our, the table of the Lord. The bread and the cup. Should we put another table up beside it and say, this is the table for demons. Come do one, then come do the other. It's a buffet today. Would we do that? But that's the image that was being cast by some of these in Corinth. 
They were participating with two different things. Their union wasn't with Christ. It was also being seen as union with something else, union with demons. And I want to pause at this time and and go back to something we've talked about before. But you'll see in the note here that the Corinthians were also separating themselves. They weren't just going to contrary way going and and saying we're sacrificing to demons and participating with demons but also within the body of christ they were causing divisions among themselves and christ is not to be divided go back to chapter 1 verses 10 through 13 we need to be reminded of this division and the, the the church dividing and not being united in christ is the major theme of this book they had all kinds of problems that were seeking to divide them Chapter 1, verse 10. Now I exhort you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all agree, and there be no divisions among you, but that you be made complete in the same mind and in the same judgment. For I have been informed concerning you, my brethren, by Chloe's people, that there are quarrels among you. Now I mean this, that each one of you is saying, I'm of Paul, and I of Apollos, and I of Cephas, and I of Christ. Christ. Has Christ been divided? Paul was not crucified for you, was he? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? We're to be united in Jesus. We're not to be divided. We're not, to, we're not here to argue and separate over Scripture. We're here to discuss Scripture and come, into, come to a common Common ground and an agreement, as it says in verse 10, that you all agree. We don't want to divide. But the Corinthians were prone to to divide. It's very easy for them to go separate ways. I agree with him. I'm going to talk with him. I'm I'm going to this Bible study over here because I don't agree with you. We're going with him. You know, and they were separating. This is where denominations come from. We know it's easy to do this. It's easy to find people that we agree with on every single thing and say, we're the right ones, they're the wrong ones. We're not to be like that. This table reminds us every week that we are one in Jesus. And it's so hard. Denominations in the world today and Christianity today, it's just proof of that. It's so hard to be drawn together in unity. It's difficult. And it's a sad thing to read uh, and go through this, but we understand that though the very the first picture that I have on there, this idea of us being drawn to Christ and being united in Him, it's so very simple and so very beautiful. And as we seek Christ and seek to imitate Him, that we'll be one in Him. So simple. But the fact is that the second diagram is very true. That Satan comes along and our own will and ways, the flesh is weak and we do things that are easy for us to do, and we allow idols to come in and separate us. The Corinthians were. They had literal idols that separated them from Christ, didn't allow them to come completely to Christ, causing division in the body. And then just this division, the the groups that were being uh, sown amongst them. 
And they were not, it, those, those were hindrances to people coming to Christ, to being united in Him. Unity, unity, unity. One in Christ, one in Christ. That is who we are to be as the body of Christ. And when we don't do that, that causes problems for our witness. Go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Verse number 31, it's kind of a summary of everything here. In my opinion, these last few verses, 31, 32, 33, and then into chapter 11, verse 1, it's a summary. It's a, it's, verse 31 says, whatever then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Our very first song today. To God be the glory, great things He hath done. To God be the glory. These people, these Corinthians, when they were serving idols, to demons be the glory. When they separated into groups, instead of drawing the focus to Jesus, they were drawing focus to the groups. To denominations be the glory. It's not the way it's to be. All things should be done to the glory of God. All things. Everything. Whether you eat, drink, whatever you do. Do all to the glory of God. Everything should be drawing Christians together. And we all have to make this decision. And for the young people, I, I want to encourage you. To, uh, as you grow and mature in the church, uh, young people in the faith, young people uh, according to the years, be devoted to the unity of the church, not the division of the church. Draw close to Jesus. And there are times then when we are united in Christ, there's some really hard times when you got to make a judgment. All right, is... This person disagrees with me. Is this, uh, is this an issue that I have to tell that person, you are wrong and you are not, I am not going to fellowship with you because you've gone so far away from Christ, you're not following His Word. And that's hard to do. Those are hard decisions. But you've got to keep studying and learning about Jesus so that you can know who is the right one and follow after Him in all of His ways. There are times that we, uh, and 1 Corinthians very good about this, talking about this, we have differences of opinions on some things. And we can put up with differences of opinion. But let us draw near to Christ. Let us bring glory and honor to God with our unity. Let us, when we partake of the, the table every Sunday, show that we truly are united in Him. Verses 32 and 33, I want to read here. It says, Give no offense either to Jews or to Greeks. Those are not the non-believers. Just think about those who don't follow Jesus or they don't follow Him yet. Don't give any offense either to the Jews or to Greeks or to the church. The church of God. Just as I also please all, all men in all things, 
Not seeking my own profit, but the profit of the many, so that they may be saved. We are wanting, here is Paul, right? And he's, want, he's just saying, I want everybody to be saved. I want everybody to be here in the wonderful arms and grace of Jesus. I want you to be one with Christ. I don't want to do anything that tears that apart. So don't give offense to Jews or Greeks and keep them from coming to Jesus. And don't be offensive to other Christians so that they might say, well, I don't want any part of this. This is not right. I thought I was coming to Jesus, but these people, man, they're, I know nicer people in the bar down the street. Bring people to Jesus. We must focus on Jesus. We have to be one with Jesus. My note here uh, for verses 32 and 33 says, Disunity and not fleeing from idolatry ruined the Christian testimony. The Lord's Supper is an opportunity to show our unity. Unity with Christ and with one another. Thus proclaiming the Lord's death until he comes, as it says in the next chapter. We are one in Jesus. We need to act like it. We need to show it. And so when we come to Christ, this idea of idols, you know, they had particular idols. They were eating meat sacrificed to idols. An idol was really a, a, some kind of statue, some kind of God that they served and thought was really something but they were just messing with demons well what kind of things pull us away from Jesus we come together on Sunday we're very much united in Jesus on Sunday we sing the songs about Jesus we pray we commune here is the heart of our worship is that table we're one in Christ when we go out through the rest of the week, does what are our idols? Here we're serving Jesus very clearly, but when you go through the rest of your week, what are you serving? Are you serving God or things? God or money? God or mammon? Which is it? Because all that stuff around us is idols. I was looking for, it's in my pocket. I keep it close to my heart. Isn't that scary? When I'm, only when I'm wearing my suit. <laughs> Here's my phone. Pull your phone out. How much time do you devote to your phone? How much time? Devices, these little gadgets, the fun little things that entertain us. They can be used for good. Or they can be participating Communion with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Who do you serve? Who do you imitate? Who do you want to be like? So, idols are there. Division Let's not be divided. Let us always seek Jesus. 
Let's be united in Him. Because there's times that are going to be like these last couple of weeks. I've never sent so many texts for the church in my time here. Updates on prayers and concerns and problems. And we've had some disappointing things that have happened when brothers in Christ have done things that were ungodly and it hurts. It hurts so bad. And those things can tear us apart and allow us to be divided. Or we can turn to Jesus and stay strong in Him. Stay faithful to Him. Stay true to Him even when the preacher says something dumb to you. Stay strong with Jesus. When you're tempted to divide with somebody because that guy just doesn't understand. No, stay strong with Jesus. And we are one in Him. Let us love one another. When you go away from this place where it's so easy to stay focused on Christ and you walk out those doors today, you be careful what you start playing in your vehicle. You be careful what you become your priorities through the rest of the day and the rest of the week. We're among the we're out in the world, but we're not of the world. Let's live like Christ is going out. We're going to represent Christ because we came together on this day, on Sunday, and we were reminded that we are in Christ and that Christ is in us. We are united with Him and with one another. I want to think that everybody who leaves this place and you go out and about, that you're living for Jesus from day to day. Live for Him. It is this great privilege to participate with Christ, to be in Christ. We're reminded of that every single Sunday. It's very meaningful. We're in Him and He in us. That is a privilege. That is an honor. Live for Jesus. Let nothing take you away from Him. Let nothing divide you from Christ. Let nothing get in your way. And let us all draw together as one body in Jesus. If there's anybody here today who wants to be part of that oneness, part of that body, today is the day to be immersed into Him. Give your life to Him. I encourage you, if you need to respond, do you want to give your life to Christ, we'll share with you how to do that. Won't you please come as we stand together and sing.